All right, so we are live now, boys. Um, welcome to All Washed Up. This is episode two. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of reaction of how each of our separate teams um, did in the draft and, and what we uh, think for their future here in the 21-22 NFL season. And uh, then we're going to go through, I think, uh, I think we decided we're going to do all of the division winners, what we think are going to be the division winners. Um, all the wild cards and uh, extra teams. So basically top 16 teams, top eight for each division or correction conference. Um, see how close we all are together. I think, I think we're both all going to be pretty close here on the AFC, but the uh, NFC when I was going through it, I think is a kind of a crapshoot here. So uh, once again, Just we got a uh, big Al there uh, all the way from Boise. And uh, today we've actually got old, OZ Billy Wright, all the way down in Texas, uh, made his appearance today. So welcome to Billy. Um, hopefully, this is this is what we all wanted. We all wanted us three to be able to do this together. So, uh, boys, what you got? Anything? Good to be here, boys. Yeah, let's get this going. Uh, draft pretty much it went how I expected it to go. I wasn't really too surprised with anything. I didn't. I wasn't surprised. In the first probably 20 picks through, through the board, I mean, there was no outside of uh, Billy taking Devonta Smith, who uh, they traded up for. I, I really didn't have any sort of wow factor out of the first round. So I mean, nothing, I, nothing too crazy that that happened. That was just like, holy cow, like what happened? But yeah, I mean, I, I would say probably the though, biggest one would probably be Trey Lance. I mean. I think, Alan, I think you and I both said Trey Lance was going to go before Mac Jones. I, I believe that because I had Mac Jones going to the Patriots, which I was right. Oh, yeah. I had Justin Fields going to the, to, to the Niners. But yeah, I think that was probably the biggest surprise out of all of them was actually seeing Mac Jones drop and Trey Lance go three. So I did. I did have uh, – no, actually, no, you're right. We both had Justin Fields going to – uh, the 49ers mm-hmm. uh, because we didn't do any trades with that or anything um, and our opinion and who the best player there was which if we all know we all know your boy is super happy <laughs> super happy yeah, but... could not be more happy with the draft it went exactly the way it was just like it was weird it was Cleveland didn't draft in the top 10 the Bears drafted the right quarterback uh, and then the Philadelphia Eagles drafted the right uh, wide receiver. It's like, I'm sorry, what happened to 2021? Like, this is the year's going perfect so far. So yeah. we're, we're good to go right on that point. Yeah. Well, is Speaking it going perfect, Alan? Aaron Rodgers is saying he's not coming back to your division. So Alan's probably running around screaming like, oh, we don't have to see him. We don't have to see number 12 the rest of the year. <laughs> we may not have to see number 12 ever again. That's and true. to be honest – I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of, so since we're talking about our teams here, uh, I think that we are going to do a little bit of a draft reaction for each of our teams. Obviously, once again, I'm a big Cleveland Browns fan. Alan's a huge Chicago Bears fan. And then there's Billy down there that roots for the, uh, the old black and gold. Um, so, uh, Alan, what do you think of, you know, you already kind of talked about it. What do you think about the Bears and their draft? I'll, yeah, I'll start it off. Um, I, I mean, again, yeah, Bears, they they didn't give up their entire future for Justin Fields. 
And to be honest, Justin Fields in most experts' books were uh, their number two quarterback. He's my number two quarterback coming out. Um, to me, he has the highest potential out of any of the quarterbacks that were coming up, even Trevor Lawrence, because I think I think we've seen Trevor Lawrence's potential and what he's done. Obviously, NFL-wise, it could you know expand upon that. But Justin Fields, with the ability for him to run, uh, his precision uh, and everything, and we talked about it last week that his biggest knock was – uh, going through his progressions. But again, like you said, Scott, when you're playing in Ohio State and you have those types of wide receivers and protection yeah. and everything, you don't need to do that. Is he going to need to do that with the Bears? Definitely. But he has weapons. Uh, hopefully he has a protection now. Um, they traded up for Tevin Jenkins. Absolutely love it. I had them drafting Tevin Jenkins in the first round yeah. uh, of my mock draft. So to get him in the second round without moving uh, or that much up, Love it. I'm just, I'm absolutely ecstatic with what the Bears have done lately. No, I love it, man. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was definitely all about the uh, Bears trading up for Justin Fields. I remember texting you and thinking, man, Allen's got to be super excited about this because that was a hell of a move. That, that's something <laughs> that that I was not expecting the Bears to I was hoping they would, but I was not expecting them to do. So, No, not at all. Yeah. Super excited. Right, Billy, what are you terrified at the same time? We all know the Bears could have taken – Mac Jones at that same position, which would have crushed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> which Alan would have been, been on the opposite move. end right there for the uh, for his mood. He's had to take Mac Jones with just. It would have would have been talking Allen off the ledge that entire night. <laughs> so for for our listeners, for our listeners out there who don't know, I don't know if we've we haven't. I probably didn't tell the story last week, um, but I was in. Soldier Field for the Chicago Bears draft party the year they drafted Mitch Trubisky. I forgot about so that. I'm in Soldier Field, I got to kick. I got to kick field goals on the on Soldier Field on the holy ground. Uh, I got to run the forty there. I got to you know meet a whole bunch of players and everything. And then to be standing there with the rest of my Bears and to see them trade up one spot for not not uh, Deshaun Watson, not Patrick Mahomes. Not anybody else. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, so, I love it. This, is, this year is amazing. Amazing. Uh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Billy, how are you feeling about your Steelers there, bud? Uh, dismal. Dismal would be a, a good way to describe it. I mean, granted, we got... We got what we needed in Najee Harris. I love the pick of Najee in the first round. I didn't think he was going to go much further in that round. But then to take Pat Freemer in the second round, in tight end, you've got <laughs> you've got like four good tight ends on that team. And you take another one? You just lost Villanueva, Marquise Pouncey, and uh, get who else on the offensive line? And you don't pick anybody top best in that position to replace them? Hey, real quick, real quick. Do you guys remember how everyone was crapping on the Bears last year for drafting another tight end and picking up Jimmy Graham? This is the Steelers this year. Sounds yeah, real man. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben has maybe three games left in him before he snaps his femur in the middle of the season. <laughs> I mean... It's going to be – we're playing for a draft pick next year. We're, and they didn't even address the fact that 
we need a quarterback that Ben is at the end of his lifespan as a quarterback in the NFL. And God help us if they think Mason Rudolph is going to be out there taking helmets to the head <laughs> and going to be our, our franchise quarterback. Uh, helmets to the head. I love it. This is why I love you. It's, you know, what's really funny is that, you know, three, four, five years ago, really, like, if we, if we were sitting here talking, I would be the one that was in your position as a Browns fan. And just yes. the, how, yes. how the turntables, the man, Browns, I'm telling Browns, you. What, what's great is actually for the AFC North, I picked the Browns to win the division. Because I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to have that much well-to-do because everybody's going to have figured out his game. He was like Kaepernick the first two years. He was great. And then he fell off. That's the way Lamar Jackson's been. No. He was amazing the first two years. And he kind of fell off. You saw him start to fall off at the end of the last year. And he's great in the regular season. But then postseason comes and he kicks his pants. Or and he has to run in the bathroom in the world the game. <laughs> adding what they added in the offseason and what they've retained coming from last year they are the most dangerous AFC North team to contend with Granted, yeah. Baltimore and Pittsburgh still have that rare opportunity to shine and it'll be I mean it's an it's a division rivalry you'll see them play at, play their hearts out in those games yeah. but I think outside of that Cleveland takes the division yeah, and because they didn't do shit for him on the front line. No, I, I agree there, man. And and obviously, as a Browns fan, like looking at their draft, I, I really wanted uh, old Koromoa at one. I actually wanted him in the first round, and the fact that they were able to get Gregory Newsome and then still get Koromoa in the second round, that to me was yeah. you know on top of everything else that they've done in the off season, those two picks alone were the picks that I think they needed to really solidify that defense. And, and you know, their their draft grade, and I think some people had them at, like, you know, an A-. minus. I still think that it's an A+. plus. The fact that Andrew Barry was able to play his cards right to get two guys, not just one, but two guys in the in his first two picks that are honestly both easily first-round picks, um, to me, to, to, yep. to, to solidify that defense. And then, you know, one of the, one of the sleeper picks and – and I actually, in my slide that you'll see later, um, I didn't add it in there, is one of their late round picks was, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, is running back. Um, and I know they've got Kareem Hunt and they've got uh, Nick Chubb, obviously. But uh, this kid, like I was watching video on him, and they, this kid can do anything. Like he's he's kind of like that, um, I wouldn't say Tyreek Hill, but he's got the speed like kind of like Tyreek Hill. And you can literally put him anywhere and he will make plays on top of the fact that you have Kareem Hunt and you have Nick Chubb. But then they also like they they just their defense at this point with those two were, in my opinion, that that puts them at the top of the AFC North. And that, and I and 100 percent my reaction to their draft was, OK, let's go win a division. Let's go play for a Super Bowl. And I'm a Cleveland Browns fan saying so I'm excited. Um as I'm sure, at least Alan, I don't know about Billy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Listen, me and Alan know your pain. We've been there. I've been, my team's <laughs> been at the bottom of the AFC North for a long time. I'm sorry, but it's your turn. 
I I hate Big Ben. This. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm telling well, you, I actually think you watch Joe Burrow might break himself by the by by week nine, but I'm just saying like they're still probably going to finish ahead of the Steelers. But that's just my opinion because you're right. Well, since ben, we're Big ace. Ben don't have anybody to protect for him, so. No. Since we're here, since we're here, how, let's just roll right into that then. We, like, we yeah, can, man. We've already kind of been talking about the AFC North. Uh, you know, let's go. Let's just roll right into it. Let's hit the AFC North and let's go with uh, who we've got uh, winning the division. Um, and you know, give your little spiel about their uh, their draft grade and everything. No, I'm good with that, man. Right, I'll go first. Cleveland. All right. Well, Cleveland's got, got the AFC North. Hold on, I got you. So, just give me a sec. There you go. All right, the key additions, yeah, you see all that Malik Jackson, Jadavion Clowney. The key departures, those were cap hits. I mean, you've still got – you're going to have Jadavion Clowney opposite uh, Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett, who was just a freak of nature already. And not to mention, on the offensive side, you're going to have, have a healthy OBJ. You're going to ha- have a healthy Jarvis Landry. You're going to have a – you have Nick Chubb. You've got Kareem Hunt. You've got possibly one of the most dangerous offensive outside weapons and defensive lines that you're going to see in the league on any team right yeah. now. And if they can get it to mesh and meld, they're going to be a tough team to beat. I give them, I give them an A to an A plus in the draft, and I say they go fourteen and three in the regular season. Man, that's got to be tough like for you it. to say as a Steelers fan. Well, I'm honest with myself. And I know you're a realist. Yeah, see, you're just like me. We're, we're, as a Browns fan, you have to be a realist. So, I'm a realist. Alan, what do you I got? Mean, I, I see the right. So, I, um, I do have Cleveland making the playoffs, um, but I have Cleveland falling short. Uh, and I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North. Uh, purely... Uh, based off of the ability of what they've done in the draft, first overall pick, or uh, first round pick, they take Rashad Bateman, exactly what Lamar Jackson needs. He doesn't need these guys that burn the field. The guy's not accurate deep down the field. He needs these guys who are possession wide receivers who can make the inside cuts. He needs that guy who can run over uh, the middle of the field in Rashad Bateman who isn't the biggest guy, but he's fast. He's got hands. He holds onto the ball. He can make those inside uh, slants and cuts and catch the ball. And then they get rid of um, uh, Orlando Brown to the Chiefs right after the or before the draft. Yeah. And then they take Ben Cleveland, who a lot of people were looking at being a high second, possibly first end of first round pick, and they get him in the third round. And then before that, they take one one of my personal favorites. They take Jason Owe uh, out of Penn State, who's an absolute monster. Who I think it was just overshadowed by uh, Michael Parsons coming out of Penn State. The guy is insane. They need help on the edge. They need the help there. They have still one of the best, the one of the best secondaries in the league. Um, I don't believe that they lost enough um, in the secondary. They they lost Desir, um, and that's about it in the secondary. Desir really wasn't that big of a piece in there. Um, they still have all those weapons there. Uh, and then the ability of Lamar Jackson to just make people look like idiots in the middle of the field 
is what I think carries them to uh, the the playoffs and the win of the NFC or AFC North. But like you said, Billy, they don't go anywhere as soon as they hit the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, this is one of those ones where I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit biased. Um, obviously, I, I, I click, I, I, and I'll go, I'll go back to the Browns, but. Um, I, I picked the Browns to win the division, and I and I am biased, but I think I have a I think I have a reason to be, and and the big reason why is they went last year eleven and five um, with a terrible defense. I mean, terrible, over the top. I mean, anybody in the secondary was getting beat. The only person that was kind of like a bright light was obviously Denzel Ward and and kind of Terrence Mitchell, but like Andrew Sandejo. If there was a big play given up and I was not paying attention, I would look up and be like, oh, I bet Andrew Sandejo missed missed somebody. And I would look, oh, and there's 23 running down the field like he just missed somebody. Like, it was was like that. But the fact that they added not only to – I've always said that in order for you to be able to have a good secondary, you have to have a good defensive line. Because if you have a good defensive line that's putting pressure on the quarterback, you're giving your secondary a chance. And at the same time – if in order for you to have a good defensive line, you have to have a good secondary. A lot of times, Miles Garrett wasn't able to get to the get to the quarterback because the secondary was so terrible that the quarterbacks were able to get rid of the ball so quickly. Now that they've improved as secondary with the addition of Troy Hill, John Johnson the third, you've got Greg Newsom back there. You're getting Grant Delpit. You're getting uh, Greedy Williams back. Like you and you add in the fact that uh, I think it was Brandon Phillips played well last year. Mac Wilson's still there. Then you drafted, you know, uh, Jock and, and, and JOK. Like you, you drafted all these guys. Like you still have. Then you add Tack McKinley, like Malik Jackson. Like they're loaded, man. Like they went from, in my opinion, like a top, you know, twenty-five defense to a top five defense in a span of one year. And that's the genius in Andrew Barry. And I, and I feel like even in the games against Baltimore, um, they were in all of, they were into those games. I, I honestly, to this, I don't remember the outcome anymore. I know that they lost one. I think we beat them once too, but I can't really remember. Um, the big thing with me is if you actually look at the schedule and it's, it's the first time that it's happened to the Browns since 1959. And it's the first time that it's happened in, in a while is that the Browns actually play Baltimore back to back, um, literally back to back. So they they play them. I think week uh, I think I'll say week twelve. I think it is. They have a bye week thirteen, and then they play them in week fourteen. So they play at Baltimore bye week and then at home. So it's one of those things where if they stay healthy, the Browns can literally win the division in week thirteen or week fourteen. Sorry, because you're going to get you're going to get to play them in Baltimore in week twelve. Then you're going to get a bye week to rest figure out whatever you did wrong if you end up losing, and then you're going to get to play them at home in week 14. So I, I, I think that, you know, Pittsburgh still, there's always going to be those those matchups with them. There's always going to be those matchups with Cincinnati, and last year there was a couple that were shootout mainly because their defense was so bad. But I just feel like it's going to be between Baltimore and Cleveland. And Cleveland, I Billy, I actually have them on the same thing. I have them at 14-3. and three. I was looking through the schedule, and there's no doubt in my mind, I think that they start off like hot. Like they start off looking at their schedule like six and one, seven and one, eight and one, something like that. And it's not until like well, Baltimore before I actually have them taking another loss. So Well, obviously Cleveland's gonna take that L week one against Kansas City. <laughs> hey man, 
Listen, I know the track record is bad for Cleveland. Cleveland has not won a first week game since like, yeah, it's been a while, but times have changed. I'm going to, by the way, I have tickets for that game. I am going to be there. So yeah, they weren't cheap by the way. Uh, The crazy thing too is if you look at the AFC North strength of schedule, Pittsburgh Steelers, number one, hardest schedule in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens, number two. Cincinnati Bengals, number six. And Cleveland, number nine. All Yeah, have a top ten hardest schedule. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the other look at the other divisions that they have to play. They have to play the AFC West this year. They have to play the NFC North this year, which if you know, depending on, I mean, you got the Bears and the Packers and the Lions. Cleveland and Chicago, baby. I think honestly, the Lions are a better team, though. Like, oh no, you hold on, hold on. You think that the Lions are a better team right now without Matt Stafford? No, I think they're going to surprise you. I do. Uh, I'm a believer in Jared Goff. I'm just a believer in Jared Jared Goff, man. Who is Jared Goff going to throw the ball to? Well, nobody. I'm not saying that they're going to be good this year. I'm just saying. Give me one one starting wide receiver on uh, the Detroit Lions. Marvin Jones? I don't know. Ty Tyrell Williams. Hey, there you go, man. You got Tyrell Williams. That boy was on my fantasy team last year. He's good. Jared Goff had Jared Goff had the weapons that he had in LA for a reason. He needed those weapons. It is going to be one of the worst years that the Detroit Lions have ever seen. Nah, they went on sixteen, man. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, since we're talking uh, about oh, now, we went from the AFC North. Now, why we, we were already there? So why don't we talk about the NFC North? So and keep this going. Let's do it, Billy. Let's who you, it. who you got in the uh, NFC North? I mean, and hey, listen, there's no like, but if if you think that trades are gonna happen between now and then, like, go ahead and talk about them too. So, so I don't think there's any trades gonna happen. What I think is gonna happen in the AFC North. If you want to pull it up. Well, the Chicago Bears, Allen. I don't out. have them. Let me get my spiel out before you start going on to like, Super Bowl 2021, baby! Woo! Chicago Bears! Not yet. All right. 2022. 2022. 2022. <laughs> Fields will be the starter week one. His mentality and everything that he's seen, that he's shown that if anybody's on the at practice should be playing for number one spot, they love the alpha mentality that Justin Fields has. Not only that, that they have – I loved how they drafted Fields, and they drafted two offensive tackles right behind him. So they're committed to protecting their franchise quarterback, whether it be Justin Fields or the ginger rifle and Andy Dalton. As far as weapons for them to use – They've got Allen Robinson. I mean, still got everybody there. That's that's, and we'll see how that pans out because they didn't go as far into the skill player because what Montgomery's still there, as far as I know. Technically, their skill weapons are still loaded. They've got Allen Robinson. They've got uh, Darnell Mooney, who was an absolute beast last year. If you go back and look at his tape, 
he would have yeah. tore up the NFL had it not been for Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles throwing the ball to him. Um, then they've got they drafted Daz Newsom, uh, who is a uh, monster. Uh, they still have Taylor Gabriel. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Taylor Gabriel uh, retired. They have Turbo Taylor. Um, they have uh, Tariq Cohen coming back yeah. after tearing his ACL last year. And they added Damian Williams from the Chiefs. Yeah, they did. Uh, they in did. the offseason as well. Yeah. Their, their backfield is loaded. Like if yeah. Damian took the year off and kept himself healthy, so I think, I watch think out. Chicago has a legitimate chance at winning the NFC North, barring... Aaron Rodgers not coming back. Aaron Rodgers coming Cut. back and plays, you guys are fucked. Oh, that's that's the <laughs> that's the key factor, dude. Honestly, that's the key factor. Like, Unless Aaron that's... Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy for the 2021 NFL schedule, <laughs> Chicago. If, if Aaron Rodgers is hosting Jeopardy, Chicago will win the NFC North. If Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers will win. Interesting. I, I fully did not expect either of you guys to uh, have Chicago, honestly, even in the playoffs. I don't have Chicago um, in the playoffs. He's got Minnesota. I don't like, I don't like that. I don't. <laughs> I personally have – I've got Minnesota winning the NFC North if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Hold um, on. I got you, Doc. I think that uh, – there. yeah, pull that up for me. Um, I think that what the Vikings did was – Absolutely incredible in what they did. Darisaw falling to them. Um, I believe, what was it? Pick uh, 18, 17 that they had. And Christian Darisaw falls to them. Darisaw is an absolute beast. Yeah. Love that they took Kellen Mond um, to back up Kirk Cousins. They had no backup, so they had to make a move. Um, so I like the Kellen Mond pick. I think Kellen Mond has a big future in the NFL um, if he has the right people around him just, uh, to – develop him and then to take Wyatt Davis in the fourth round I had him going as a second round pick like him to fall that far was absolutely crazy crazy to me so they've reloaded the offensive line for Dalvin Cook to just absolutely run over every team that they go through like if Dalvin Cook doesn't break 2000 this year I'm gonna be surprised and that that is if he can stay healthy which we haven't seen yet. So we'll see if that can happen. Um, and then the defense, they actually, like, the defense was their sketchy part last year. And I think that they've done enough of a job um, to help out the defense. Like, they got Patrick Peterson. I think Patrick Peterson is still an absolute beast. They threw Xavier yeah. Woods uh, into the in, into safety. And then they drafted um, uh, Chaz Surratt. Chaz Surratt's an absolute beast. So if they can keep everybody healthy on that team, I think that the Vikings have a real solid shot without Aaron Rodgers to win that division. Yep, and and obviously I have the slide here, so I'm 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 with you, man. I actually picked the Vikings to win that division, and then once again, I I kind of it was like even if Aaron Rodgers was there, I still think the Vikings. It's all going to really depend on, in my opinion, on how well um, Kirk Cousins does because. I think he still has weapons. Like I know that they got rid of Stefan Diggs last year and like he went to Buffalo and all that, but Justin Jefferson is, is going to be, I mean, he already is, but he's going to be, in my opinion, he stays at this level. He's the kids, the kids, a hall of fame. I mean, he, he's a monster. He's fast. He's quick. He runs great routes. Like um, I'm lucky enough to get him in the 15th or 16th round in the keeper league this year, because I was smart enough to pick him up. 
Um, but yeah, I, but, I, but I agree with you. I mean, they, they worked on the offensive line a little bit, added to Mason Cole, and then, you know, you know, work, still working on the defense and Patrick Peterson, like you said, and Xavier Woods. Um, and Christian Darisaw adding them to the to the offensive line. I mean, that's just gonna it's it's just gonna keep things going for for Dalvin Cook. So, uh, and it's nice to have, like I said, like you said, Kellen Mond to to kind of, you know, obviously I don't think he's going to start this year by any means. You know, he the, he's not a I don't think he's he's kind of like a project guy a little bit. But um, to be able to sit behind Kirk Cousins, oh, yeah. who at this point is a veteran, um, learnable a little bit from him, and you know, if the time is right in the next couple of years, actually. Get, you know, start getting throwing him in there. But um, I, I will say this for all these slides for you guys that, that are, are paying attention and seeing all the draft prospect or all the draft people that are on here, they're all the first four rounds. I didn't I didn't add the last couple um, for the simple fact that besides Tom Brady, you really don't see a ton of, you know, influential draft picks after you know, maybe the third or fourth round. So, um you know, the Vikings had a lot of draft picks in the first four rounds, as you can see. Um, they worked on the defense. They worked on the offensive line. And and I really do. Even if Aaron Rodgers is there, I still think that the Vikings can win that division. So, um, well, where, where are we going? Let's see, we've gotten the AFC North. We've done the NFC North. You want to go uh, AFC West here? Let's, yeah, let's knock out the easy one. I mean, I feel yeah, like the easy one. Just get it out of the way. I mean, the I'll, just pull the, I'll just pull the yeah, slide up you, now, unless yeah. somebody's everybody, got the Broncos. Everybody unanimous this? It's the Chiefs. Yeah, it's yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, we all know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Until until Patrick Mahomes stops playing football uh, in whatever division he's in, he's there, that's the team that's going to win. Like it's point blank. Except simple. so. What except I wanna, what except I what me and Alan were talking is, about earlier. Is it? Yes. Yeah. The trade because, happens. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk about mine. I have um, Kansas City with an A um, as their draft grade. And their A um, brings in the fact that uh, they were able to get Orlando Brown right before the draft. You can't um, add him into your draft grade, though. Like, he's my, not part of the draft. But it happened right before the draft. And so (laughs) with them adding that and not having a first-round pick, they were able to get the people that they absolutely needed. Um, They still – they took Nick Bolton with their first – or what was it, the second-round pick that they got? Um, Let's see. Yeah, Nick Bolton in in the second second round. Um, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, Creed Humphrey, they uh, would – they got at the end of the second round because they were able to hold on to their two second round picks. Creed Humphrey is an absolute stud, man. Like the yeah. kid's a beast. The kid has that mentality. And to be able to go to the offensive line where they um, they just picked up uh, Kyle Long from the offseason, which as a Bears fan, I am absolutely just mortified that he wouldn't come back to the Bears. I get it. Totally get it. Not Not, not okay with it. Um, but then for them to do that and then with Orlando Brown, um, and then the rest of their picks down through, I think they did an absolutely good job. Cornell Powell in the fifth round to replace Sammy Watkins. The kid's a stud and he was playing only with Trevor Lawrence. Like, see one of the big things I got with Kansas city is this is going to be every year for them. They are going to be drafting every year 
to replace their key high-dollar players because they gave Patty Mahomes such a ludicrous fucking contract. <laughs> yeah, this I agree. Be every year they are cutting and re-signing guys to one-year deals, and if they don't produce on their one-year deal, they're gone for the next year because this is going to be their next. This is going to this format that we've just seen from the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be the next ten years of what we see from Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you go, I mean, so. it really is. Honestly, it's it's. Think about all the it Patriots so. teams that it Patriots does. And think about all the Patriots yes. teams. I mean, how many times that the Patriots like that's exactly what Bill was like. You don't produce. Bye bye. See you later. How many one year deals, two year deals do these guys do for that exact reason? Yeah. Because they were finally at that point where all right, we've got the quarterback, we've got the running back, we've got the receivers. Let's just pay them all a bunch of money and sign all these guys to one year deals and make them prove it. And if they don't, bye bye. See you later. We'll finish. You know, we'll put somebody else in there. So yeah. We're playing. We're playing in the NFC, right? We're playing in a Super Bowl or a championship game every year, and it's going to be like the Patriots were in the early two thousands. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like if you don't want to take less money, we know what we have in Patrick Mahomes. We're going to keep him for life. If you don't want to take a little bit of money to play with Patrick Mahomes for a year or two years yeah. or whatever they do, you then have- cool. We don't need you. Like we'll we will get people into the building right. that will take couple million dollars to win a championship and then hey we'll see you later thanks yeah, for playing with us their ring they're out the door but it's going to be one of those things where yeah. we're going to see this kind of reload from them year after the year with the offensive line defensive line skill positions yeah, I, outside of i, I would say kelsey Tyreek kill patrick mahomes you're going to see this kind of thing happen year in and year out with the kansas city chiefs and some years it might be great and some years it might be terrible so, but I don't see anybody in that division really rising up to that, their kind of level in the next two to three. Not yet. No, I, I don't think maybe necessarily to their level. I think the Chargers are on the move. Um, and, and, and I agree. Well, like, like, you know, you know we've, we've definitely talked about it already, but um, with them kind of, you know, one guy leaves, bring another guy in. You know, you see that, and, you know, they lost Eric Fisher. They lost Mitchell Schwartz. They lost uh, – Austin Ryder, but then they bring in Orlando Brown and Joe Thune and Kyle Wong and, you know, Austin Blythe and, you know, okay, well, all right, well, we don't have Damian Williams. Well, we bring in Jarek McKinnon. Like, I mean, they've literally just, you know, mismatched, mismatched, and they still have Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Hill and, you know, Travis Kelsey. So they're still going to be good. They're still going to be the best team in the division. Uh, I think that the Chargers are going to be close. And I still think, and, you know, we've talked about it, and Alan and I talked about it offline before we started, is, you know, if Aaron Rodgers does go to that Denver that Denver team, like there has been talks about him possibly getting traded there or whatever it may be. If he does go there, uh, the weapons that they have in Denver uh, and the defense that they have in Denver, they're a quarterback away. We all know that. They are a quarterback away. Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy. I think that they are better. I think they're definitely better with Teddy Bridgewater than they are with Drew Locke, even though I'm high on Drew Locke. I think you just need to give the kid some time. Uh, I, I just feel like if Aaron Rodgers goes there, that it's they, they will compete with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But I just I agree. I just think the Chiefs are just too good. But moving on, uh, we did right, AFC West, on. so let's let's we go uh, NFC West here since we just did the AFC West. Yeah, let's do we it. got NFC West. 
This is the division to me so that I think is a crapshoot. I, honest to God, like I have a winner of this division, but if there were three teams that made the playoffs out of this division, it wouldn't surprise me. So this is where I think the the biggest thing too is that the the NFC is where it's such a um, it's up for grabs. It is like I think that there's no clear cuts in any division right now. Like if if Aaron Rodgers came out today and he was just like, hey, you know what? We resolved it. I'm playing. Cool. I think the NFC North would be the only division. Oh, I'm sorry. Besides the NFC South, we already know who's winning the NFC no. South um, with that. But the NFC North would be the only other one that would be clear cut. The West and East are just absolute crapshoots right now. Um, but for me, with the a- NFC West, uh, I think that this is the year, and I think that Arizona uh, takes over that division and just runs wow. wild that with is, the NFC West. That's exactly who I had, Alan. Um, I uh, was very impressed with their draft. Um, I think that they – were a little flashy in what they needed to do. Uh, I think they definitely could have uh, done a better job with solidifying up their pass rush because they have, like, no pass. I'm sorry, Billy, I know that you are, like, partial to the Houston Texans, um, but J.J. Watt is not J.J. Watt anymore. No, he's The not, dude he's can't not stay healthy. defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. No, make a he's not, man. But is he going to disrupt an entire game? He's absolutely not. But getting Zayvon Collins at, on the outside linebacker and uh, Victor Demukaje, I don't know how you pronounce that, but <laughs> that gives them – you can tell they were trying to bolster their defense because that's where they lacked the entire season. Yeah, they were putting up 21, 28 points a game, but they were giving up 45 points a game. Mm-hmm. So, and they draft, yeah, and they drafted Marco Wilson to as the heir apparent to um, – uh, Patrick Peterson, uh, Marco's decent. Cornerbacks out of Florida are tend to be uh, rather decent in the NFL, so we'll see if he can live up to that. Um, they obviously aren't happy with um, uh, all their younger wide receivers coming in. They got AJ Green in the um, offseason. So is that where he went? I, I had to look. Is that where he went? With DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. AJ Green yes. with DeAndre. You got D yeah. Hop, you got Christian Kirk, uh, you got Rondale Moore that they drafted in the second well, that's, round. And then is that's who they drafted to replace Kirk. Christian Kirk. Is Fitz coming back this year? Or is he officially retired? Uh yeah. Uh, no, I think that they actually I think it was just kind of went under the radar, but I believe that they brought him back. Um because his deal was up. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry, nothing has been done with Fitzgerald yet. Um, actually, I just pulled it up. Nothing has been done with Larry yet. So no. he's kind of still in limbo on whether I would assume they're going to bring him back. They're not going to do him dirty like that. Um, but no. who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, but having D Hop and I mean, seeing Kyler Murray come out and let's see how he does this year because this is kind of the year where they're going to be like, all right. Put up or shut up for Kyler. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think the biggest flaw with that team, though, too, is they didn't really address uh, running back uh, really that well. Um, they brought in uh, – what's his face from Pittsburgh? Um, oh, James Conner. They brought oh. in James Conner. Yeah, they brought James Conner. 
James, I'm sorry, but I love James Conner's story. Love the dude. He's probably one of the most wholesome person uh, people in the NFL, but he's not it. He's not it. And then you don't re-sign Kenyon Drake. No. What are like? What are you planning on doing? Kyler Murray yeah. can't run uh, as much as he did. He showed that last year. He got hurt, and then they had to keep him in the pocket, and he wasn't doing well in the pocket. So, but yeah. still got them winning the uh, NFC West. So, so I don't. Uh, this is like I said. This is the one division where I was kind of like. <laughs> I so honestly, I actually had written. I wish you could see my 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 notebook here because I I had written down the Cardinals and then I was like, Nah, it's gonna be the Niners. And then I was like, No, nah, it's gonna be Seahawks. And I was like, I start going through everything that like all their draft and you know everything they lost. And I was like, Dude, I don't know. And then finally, I decided. Uh, let me find it here. I decided on the Rams. Let me see. And for this yeah, reason, I see that. Um, they, I don't want to say they had a great Matt draft, Stafford. but let's let's talk. Yeah, like oh. Matt Stafford. <laughs> I'm kind of going against everything that I said earlier, but if you added Matt Stafford, I know that Deshaun Jackson's old, and he's you know I wouldn't say washed up. But the dude's still fast, and if he can stay healthy, that's just another weapon. But wide receiver-wise, they only they lost Josh quick. Reynolds. Hold on. Let me finish. They lost Josh no, Reynolds. About, no, about, sure. De- about, about Deshaun Jackson. Who's the best who's the best one of the one of the best deep ball throwers in the entire league? Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, who's one of the best uh, deep ball runners and who can track down balls in the league. Exactly. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm probably not going to, like, start him on my team unless they're just, like, a terrible secondary. But Deshaun Jackson's actually (laughs) not a bad pick. But with with Matt Stafford back there and – I'll be honest with you. I really don't know who their running backs are with Malcolm Brown gone. Um uh, and obviously Todd Gurley's not there anymore. Who it? No, I, I was thinking Austin Eckler, but that's L.A. Chargers. That's the Chargers. Yeah. I don't know. They've don't got know. somebody back there. But yeah. the big thing is is that you've got Stafford checking balls with Cam a Akers. decent – Who was it? Oh, that's right, Cam Akers. Cam, right. Cam Akers. And Cam Akers is actually – a lot of people uh, – if you guys didn't know this, sneaky uh, pick – a lot of people are projecting Cam Akers to be a uh, uh, first or second round pick in a lot of fantasy football leagues. Dude, and they you know what? That, that he's just absolutely going to go wild. No, and that wouldn't surprise me at all because he he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and now you've got Matt Stafford checking down mm-hmm. to him. On top of the fact that you got Cooper Cup there, um, like I said, you add Deshaun Jackson, uh, you work on the like you know the let's see two two. I try to look at their their drafts. Honestly, I'd never heard the name Tutu Atwell at all. Um, their draft, I think I actually, what did I give them on their draft? Uh, let's see. Oh, I gave oh, them a please, D yeah. plus. A D plus. Oh, but at the yeah, same time. You were, you were nice to them. Yeah, I was. But at the same time, like, yeah. I just feel like you adding Matt Stafford, replacing Matt Stafford with Jared Goff. And I know that I said, yes, Jared Goff is better off in Detroit than Matt Stafford was. But. Like, Matt Stafford in L.A. is better off. That's why I always thought that trade was a great trade because I just felt like both teams were better off at the quarterback. They suited those teams better, in my opinion. And Stafford's going to get a chance. You know that the dude's from California. The dude has a house in L.A. 
Like he wants to show out. He wants to have a good time. He's comfortable there. He's one of his best friends is Clayton Kershaw. Like that, you know that this dude is about to have like the year. Like he is arguably, in my opinion, like he could be one of the top quarterbacks taken in a fantasy draft. Like he's going to have a good year. And yes, they have the Cardinals and they have the Seahawks and they have the 49ers to deal with. And, but I just feel like the Rams are just going to be just that much more above the other three teams to be able to take the division. The Cardinals were my number two, honestly. Although, however, comma, I don't have them making the playoffs. But we'll talk about that going down. All right. <laughs> quick, quick, quick question, Scott. Did you just say Matt Stafford's from California? I'm sorry. He's from Georgia, isn't he? No, he's from Texas. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know anything. Went to school sorry, he went to Georgia. He played in Georgia, but they yes, grew yeah. up in North Dallas together. But he has a house in California. I think he does because I'm well, at this point. Because yes, because brother, Kershaw and him are like best friends. Yes, and they grew up in North Dallas together and went to some preparatory oh. school. Okay, well, I did not know that. I just knew that but him and this, Kershaw were best friends, point, and now they're both in L.A. At this point, what professional athlete doesn't have a house in what professional athlete athlete at this point doesn't have a house in LA this or is somewhere true. in California though? This so, is I mean, like smart LeBron LeBron had a house in LA for the longest time and was still playing in Cleveland. Like it's this just you know. But so with the Rams, I I I agree with your your draft grade for the Rams, uh, Decker. Um, they did a horrible draft. Uh, Tutu Atwell, um, when he his profile coming into the draft, he weighed 149 pounds. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm taller and I weigh more than Tutu Atwell. Am yeah. I not as I may not be as fast and everything else, but I'm sorry, 149 pounds. You didn't see an 149 power, uh, 40 149 pounder in the NFL since I believe the stat was like 1960s was the last time somebody weighed that little in the NFL. Yeah. You are yeah. playing. Do you have a you are, sticker for being vertically challenged? Yes, I do. I do, actually. I proudly display that on all of my vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, but I'm sorry. Every day in practice, you have to line up as a wide receiver against uh, – uh, what's his face? Um, yeah, uh, the, uh, the island himself uh, over on the other side. I can't. I can't think of his name right now. Help me Jalen out. Jalen Ramsey. Um, on the Rams, Jalen Ramsey. Oh. I, like I'm sorry, what? Like Jalen Ramsey has made a point of making his own teammates look pathetic. What cornerback does that? He's gonna do this to a 149 pound child. Like I love Tutu Atwell. His story. The kid is a beast for getting drafted in the NFL. All praise to him. Oh, but I'm so afraid for his life. But see, and this All is right. the only this, right. this is the only thing about like the Rams though is like they're I wouldn't say they're at like Texans level, but like they've lost a lot of top draft picks because of trades and everything else over the last last few years. So like you know, <laughs> a lot of hot receivers were taken, and there's not much left. So let's take Tutu Awa. Yeah, sure, he weighs 149 pounds, but he runs a four two nine. So. Like he's fast. Yeah. There were other options. There were other options though. Texas are the freaking France of World War Two. Like they're just getting decimated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. So we're dealing with the NFC West. Uh, let's see. You want the AFC South? AFC South. 
Let's do it. All right, AFC South. Like let's it. do I think it. This is a toss up here too. All right, I feel like there's only one cleared win here, and it's Tennessee. I Titans. agree with you. Oh, see, I'm not there. I I, I disagree with you. So we'll. Uh, you can go right ahead, bud. While I have while I have the Tennessee Titans making the playoffs, do not have them winning uh, the AFC South. I have them winning the I don't AFC either. South strictly on the back of Derrick Henry. Uh, Texans are absolute a dumpster fire of a team. You might as well burn everything you have on that team. They're going to get Bill O'Brien just – dump gasoline on everything and set it on fire before they walked him out the door. And he was like, Fuck you guys, I'm going back to the Patriots. And it is absolute madness what they let that man do to that team before they fired his ass. And then the whole Deshaun Watson scandal, which, in my opinion, with the way that this has gone, I think is him wanting out and the Texans management being like, uh-uh, that guy... We're going to create a scandal to make him devalued in the league. I think a lot of this is just hoopla. I agree. And bullshit on their part because they were pissed off at him for being like, no, I don't want to play here anymore because I'm better than what your shit management team has done to this team. So to point to that real quick, just a just a just a point to that. So with that situation, we're not going to get really too involved with this because it's not what we do on here. Um, But to that point, though, um, there's a few key factors in this whole thing. One, want to start off and just say, look, if the dude did what he did, I'm sorry, you're dirty. That's yeah, highly messed up. I hope those women get the justice that they need. Okay, Um, because that's that that is yeah, but. One key factor in this whole thing that has been bugging me ever since I heard about it was the lawyer representing the, I think, I forget what the number is up to now, but I, I want to say it's 16, uh, 22. 22, 20, 22 women. The lawyer who is representing these women is the neighbor of the owner of the Texans. Yep. I'm sorry if that doesn't raise red flags, then what what else does there's challenge flags going out all over the field for that shit <laughs> but I, like uh, I'm no, I agree that deep out of the sun that's yeah. weird to me going very further. weird all right barring that going further in division urban meyer and his godly team of that includes tim tebow and trevor lawrence and basically clemson tigers east <laughs> the way he drafted that team. I was like, man, he, should, he just basically took the Clemson starting offense and was like, yeah, I'll run this as the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why not? And make it Clemson. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? They won a national championship two years ago. But Indy, I don't see them. I see them giving the only opposition. Like, it's going to be either Indy or Tennessee. Houston, Jacksonville don't have a shot there but i see jacksonville just on strength of veteran players on that team and them knowing how to get there to that point and indy not not doing it yeah i mean i can so so my thing about it was i mean i would love to see as much as i hate urban Meyer, i like seeing the bad teams get good quick I, I, i don't know why maybe it's just me being a browns fan i like that's how it goes I don't think Jacksonville is going to be there right away. Um, 
I think that they're going to make strides, but I also don't think that Urban Meyer is going to end up being, I don't think he'll be a great NFL coach, but I will say the way that the league has evolved, I think that he will be a better NFL coach now than if he were to have come back, like come into the league like 10 years ago, just because I feel like the way that the offenses are run now are a lot more college oriented. That's the best way to put it, I guess. More spread, more, uh, you know, fast and everything else. And that's kind of what he ran in Florida. That's what he ran in in Ohio State. And, um, I mean, the dude played, the the dude coached at Ohio State and saw Trevor Lawrence and Travis at the end. So it was just like, okay, well, why don't I draft him? Because they're really good. So, but besides that, for the AFC South, I actually do have Indy winning the division. Um, Let me get to their slide here. Uh, I think that. If you go back, I Carson Wentz is so one of those. Carson I, Wentz is like a prove it guy to me. Like I feel I like, like Tennessee. Um, I've got Tennessee make. Did I cut? Are you, we we really that delayed? My bad. No, you're Scott. You're it just turned your video off uh, due to oh. connection. Hold on. You were cutting yeah, in and out like super I, hard. Go yeah. go 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 with uh, what you got, Alan. If you. I mean, yeah, um, I like Tennessee. I've got Tennessee making the playoffs. Um, but here's my thing with Tennessee. Uh, every team is going to know exactly what Tennessee's going to do. And is Derrick Henry still going to get his? Yeah, of course. It's Derrick Henry. The dude's a king. He's going to get his. But at the end of the day, if you're playing from behind, uh, with the, it's the same situation as Baltimore, where if Baltimore gets ahead, they're good to go. Tennessee gets ahead, they're good to go. If they play from behind, though, that's where they get into trouble. Because right now, Tennessee uh, has A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds as their starting wide receivers. They didn't draft a wide receiver until the uh, fourth round, and it was Dez Fitzpatrick out of Louisville. The kid's good, but you needed another wide receiver to replace Corey Davis, and you just let Jonu Smith leave in free agency. Yeah. Like, the offense really – and – on top of that, you let Artie Smith go. Uh, you didn't let him go. Artie Smith left as the offensive coordinator to the Atlanta. He's now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, one, uh, I don't trust the head coach. Uh, I forget what his name is, but I don't trust him to run that offense. Um, and uh, I don't think that they did enough in their draft to help out the offensive side of the ball and the departures on the, the defense. You drafted Caleb Farley. Excellent pick for where he fell at. If the dude stays healthy, holy crap, he's going to be a stud. But other than that, I I, I don't – I have – and I, I guess I'll, I'll just roll with it a little bit. I've got the Colts winning that division. Um, and the only reason that I say that is because um, the uh, – what is it, Reich uh, was the offensive coordinator in Philly yeah. when um, he was there with uh, – Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz and they picked up um, Schwartz the offensive tackle from the Chiefs to throw in there and Indy has one of the best offensive lines they're bringing T.Y. Hilton back on a deal Jonathan Taylor is still there they brought back uh, the the running back that tore his ACL last year behind him they still have Marlon Mack that's there they have the wide receiver weapons they went defensive uh, with their draft with Quiddy Pay, who I think is an absolute stud. Uh, Odi- uh, Odi- Yingbo, um, the defensive lineman. 
Yeah, they only lost Eric Ebron in all of that. And then they drafted, I mean, it's Kylan Granson, but they have weapons. And if uh, Carson Wentz can be the guy he was in Philly with Reich, watch out. Like, I don't think that they're going to make any moves in the playoffs, but like in the AFC South with those teams, they can roll through a lot of them. No, I agree, man. That That's where I am. Is my video better? You guys hear me now? Yeah, you're yes. good. Yeah, you're okay. good. Okay, yeah, I obviously, if you look at my slide here, I wrote Quith Pay. I, I made one mistake. Um, Quith. 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 Quith Pay. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Hold on, yeah, isn't I mean, he from, they, they did he play at Michigan, too? Didn't he play yeah, at Michigan, well, I too? I don't have the hat on. <laughs> he did. Good job, Scott. I just, listen, man, hey, I, I sat there for probably two and a half, three hours, and they put in slides together, so. Um, no, I, I actually gave the Colts a, a B minus on their draft. I didn't think it was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I think that they need to, they addressed some of the needs that they, that they needed to. Um, I thought that maybe they could have added, uh, with, with T.Y. Hilton aging and, and whatnot. I, I'm not a true believer on some of the wide receiver picks that they had. If they would have added one of those top guys, that would have been awesome. Um, to give Carson Wentz just one more weapon to, to shoot at. Uh, but they, yeah, I mean, Marlon Mack coming back, uh, that changes the game. The, the dude got hurt last year. Uh, um, and, and, and that, you know, when you, you lose that, that type of piece, because he, he honestly can be a beast. Um, but then at the same time, like working the defense. And I think we said this in the last episode, and at least I did like their defense at one point at the beginning of the year was like, Oh, it's a top five defense. Isn't that they have a great defense and everything, but it was because they played terrible teams. And then they started playing like, you know, these high powered offenses in, you know, like the Browns and the chiefs and the Ravens and all these other guys. And they were just getting just lit up. So they, they actually addressed those a little bit this year. Um, be able to put a little more pressure on the quarterback. Quiddy pay is just an absolute monster. Um, Washington at Michigan. I, I know that, um, he can get pressure on the quarterback when he can. He's dude's quick. He's kind of tubby, but he's quick. Um, and I think that they're the ones to look out for the division. I think that uh, Jacksonville in a year or two will be there in the AFC South. Um, and Houston's a like Billy says a dumpster fire. <laughs> but Houston is uh, five to seven years out from ever being in contention again. Yeah, I, I well, that, you can blame Bill O'Brien for that one, and yeah, Houston, I think that Houston, Tennessee, Tennessee to me, Tennessee balance. didn't do enough. Alan, I think you said enough for it. Like Tennessee to me didn't do enough in the off season to be able to make themselves and continue themselves to be a contender. So, they, um, yeah, they lost right. Jadavian Clowney. It's like, I mean, that's yeah. Moving um, on. All right, let's go. Uh, an easy one. Uh, do we? Do we? Do we even need to address the NFC South? Like, can we just NFC you know, South? I mean, we already like... we already kind of we did the NFC or the AFC West, so we can do the NFC South. I'll just I'll just pull up the slide. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's picking Tampa Bay. They reloaded. It's the same team as last year. Oh, all right. Let's move. Everybody yeah. Knows right. Same, <laughs> same team. They added Gio hey, Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got Kyle Trask. Geo, Geo Bernard. Okay. Uh, This goes into the whole Cincinnati thing with uh, Joe Mixon and his potential this year. But Geo Bernard in that offense, who, who can catch passes, unlike Ronald Jones and old playoff Leonard Fournette. Um, 
I'm sorry, but watch out. Gio Bernard is about to be the next um, uh, James White from the Patriots in PPR fantasy football yeah, this year. That one like, guy that dude, you like really want to start, but you can't start because you're afraid like he'll have that game where he gets like two catches for like 25 yards and no TDs. So you're like, damn, why did I start James White? Why did I start Gio Bernard? But then the next game he goes for like eight catches, 137 yards, four touchdowns. And you're like, Son of a bitch, why did I not start Gio Bernard? Damn it. He he will push Christian McCaffrey this year for uh, the record of catches. I Do you think so? Guarantee. Oh, guarantee. he says guarantee, it's ladies free. and gentlemen. Allen is guaranteeing it right now. Take it to the bank. Guarantee. Take I will say you, do, you, oh, you make a good point. Bet, um, speaking of bets and everything, though, so we'll, we'll get back to this Gio Bernard bet, and I wanted to bring this up. I forgot about this. So do you guys remember Avini? Bill, you wouldn't remember it, but you, Decker, Avini from uh, Whiteman? Avini. He was in the Rapcon? Avini, yeah. Kind of. No, kinda he was three-level. He, he was a five-level five that came to, to Whiteman in the radar. Anyway, uh, playing uh, Call of Duty with him the other night, he – Bet me $20, and I'm on the side of this side of it. I think, and I'm sorry to say this, Billy. I'm really sorry. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers finish in last place in the AFC North this year. No. no I would I'm take money sorry. on that. I, like, I, I took that money, and I said, you might as well pay me right now. I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah. Like, uh, Josh Dobbs, if he's still there, I don't think he is. Mason he is. Rudolph. One of no, they re-signed Josh Dobbs. Yeah, when Big Ben dies, like, yeah, when Big Ben literally, like, dies from, uh, like, being pushed over to the ground uh, at some point this year, yeah, um, oh, man, it is going to be bad. I think if Burrow stays healthy, that the Steelers finish last in that division. Do I think that's going to happen? No, because I think... (laughs) <laughs> the second one drafted what's his nuts in the first round, the wide receiver from LSU. Joe Burrow's left ACL was like, holy shit, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. But I think you, that to, took that the, the, you know what the funny you know what the funny thing about that though is that Joe Burrow was the one that was pursued for Jamar Chase to be drafted. And I'm sitting there like if he I'm was, Joe Burrow and I'm in a brace. And I just got out of the hospital. I'm like recovering. I'm like, yo, can we get like an offensive lineman? Can we yeah. can we do something to protect me so I'm not running around? Like it'd be great to throw the ball 50 times a game. Like I'm good with that. But like, can, can we find we somebody to like keep me in the pocket? Of uh, Joe Burrow, Ralph Wiggum being Joe Burrow's left left ACL and him chuckling, being like, I'm in danger. Yeah, that's exactly the same thing. You get dropped back. And guess what? Your left knee is going to get blown out uh, sideways. It's going to be down another year. And he's going to have another like 14 inch scar down the middle of his knee. And he's going to be Lieutenant Dan. He's going to be Joe Namath in the pocket. So he's, he's going to be, be the like, next RG3. You can't drop and chuck this ball because I have nothing left. I think RG, no I, I think RG, I think I think RG three is a pretty good example there. Like RG three could have been something having not blown, you know, blown his knee out. Like you keep doing this to. I, to so all right, let's move listen, on. Listen, that, 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 that's for a different different episode. We can go into that. Yeah, we'll go um, on that later. All right, so we already know AFC South. It's Tampa Bay. 
Um, the Saints are going to suck without Drew Brees. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons should be good, and they're not good. And the Panthers, like who knows? Like Sam Darnold could be really good, but we we don't know. I think that you know we'll, we'll, we'll go on that. So all right, so we've gone. Uh, what are we down to? The East. All right, so AFC East. East. Do we really need to talk about? AFC yeah. East could be could, to, yeah. be could be could be. All right, so uh, Billy, you want to go first on AFC East here, but all right, well, I got the uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, defensive help in the draft, additional promise on the offensive line with Robert Hansley, uh, give Josh Allen more time in the pocket. I mean, Tyler Croft and John Brown really leaving wasn't that big of a deal. Matt Brieta. Adding there Cold and uh, Bobby Hart. Essentially, it's going to come down to can Josh Allen produce this year? We know he can chuck the long ball. You got Stefan Diggs. You got Cole Beasley. You still got the majority of the team there. It's going to come down to a can Josh Allen produce in a big game? I like. I, I like, uh, yeah, uh, that, that, that's what it is. But I think that the biggest thing for them is what they didn't address is the best teams who win fantasy or win championships, not fantasy championships. Uh, honestly, it's the same thing in fantasy. The best teams who win championships across the board are teams who can run the ball. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills can't run the ball. Josh Allen can't run every snap. Matt Breida isn't a viable option to bring into there. Um, and the running backs that they have just aren't good. Like, they didn't have a good split with them. They didn't give either one of them, a, a, like, time to just, like, run away with the offense. Um, and then when you go out and then you draft Gregory Rousseau, who a lot of people didn't like in the first place because his year one, he, his, first, his freshman year in college, he killed it and then took the second year off. And then the biggest fault with him is that uh, he didn't, give enough pressure uh, to quarterbacks. Like it was off of blown plays uh, from the secondary is where he was able to get his pressure on the quarterbacks and get his sacks. Yeah. Um, he They easily could have drafted Basham in the first round. I mean, they got him in the second, which is great. They easily could have drafted Basham uh, in the first round and then went Russo after that or went after one of these running backs um, that were there. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, though, um, is they replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders. And I think that is going to hurt uh, Josh Allen quite a bit. I don't like that for his productivity. Like, I don't, I'm really surprised I didn't. I'm not, I'm I, not a fan I'm of really it. surprised I didn't have that on my key additions here. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I still got the bills. Um, you, you really kind of already hit everything on the head. Um, with them, I, I felt like if the Browns, you go back to last season, I feel like if the Browns had gotten into the AFC Championship, thanks to freaking Chad Henney, um, the Browns had gotten into the AFC Championship against the Bills. I think the Browns still go to the, like, they beat the Bills. And the main reason why, and you kind of, you already alluded to it, is that they have a running game and the Bills just don't. And I think yeah. Matt Breida will do well. Do I think that he is the key factor to take them over the top to be able to compete with the the Kansas City Chiefs? And and honestly, once again, I know I sound super biased saying this, but the Browns, like the Browns are gonna be so good this year. And like 
the Bills are like Josh Allen, Billy, go back to what you said. Like this is kind of like Josh Allen's had good years. And it's almost like a prove it year as with Josh Allen too. Like the dude could have a really good year. Losing John Brown doesn't mean much because they still have like they still have Cole Beasley. And actually, in the games where John Brown was out because he was hurt so much last year, in the games that John Brown was out, Cole Beasley was a monster. Like a monster. He was a monster, but they had the other they had that other kid. Um I forget what his name is, but he stepped up real big too. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Them, yeah. But yes, but like like they I think what I have their I have their draft grade. Uh let's see. I have their draft grade as a C. So like once again, not great, but not good. Uh, or and and not terrible. Like I actually like the late round KJ Britt pickup. Um I think KJ Britt was one of those guys that was like deep in like I think sorry, excuse me. Uh he was like a fourth round pick late in the in the draft, but like he's somebody who can make an impact really quick. And I still think that their defense is very good and their offense is still gonna do what it's gonna do. And I think they'll win that division, but I think they're one of those teams, depending on who they get matched up against in the playoffs, could be a first round exit. And, and it kind of sucks because, you know, yeah. they went to the AFC Championship last year against the Chiefs. But, like, depending on who they get matched up against with, with this new, uh, you know, three wildcard perform- wild for- format and all that, like, they could end up getting against somebody who uh, could take them out in the first round. So, uh, yeah. let, let's keep moving on. Uh, we've got the AFC South. So, I'm sorry, AFC East. So, let's go to the NFC East here. Uh, I think this is a, this is actually a little bit of a toss up, and I, I don't think that we're all going to agree on this one. Um, but uh, Alan, I don't see Billy here at the camera, so you go right ahead and you uh, can get it here. Yep. Um, so NFC East, I'm actually really interested to, to see what you guys have. I think to me, this is the biggest uh, division that's up for grabs because of exactly what happened last year. Is we have no idea how these teams are going to respond. Um, yeah. I I have Washington um, taking that division. Um, I think that Washington, with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, which you need to throw that in there in your key additions because that's I thought I had him in there. Oh, okay, so no. I did have him in oh, there. You do? No, I'm sorry. You do? No, you do. Okay, I'm I was gonna sorry. say I, I thought I, I was gonna say yeah. I thought I threw him in there. Yeah, you do. Um, uh, Curtis Samuel taking the load off of um, uh, Terry. Terry. like yeah, oh my goodness! I think Fitz Magic, uh could have like one of his best seasons and just ride into the sunset with the Washington football team. Well, even um, look at Adam Humphreys, man. Like I'm not trying to cut you off, but like not just Curtis no. Samuel, but you add Adam Humphreys too. Like who was the guy that caught the touchdown in the Super Bowl at the end of the half? It was Adam. Was it not Adam? No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was. Uh, I'm, I'm wrong. No, 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 no. That was Scotty. Uh, I don't know. Whatever his name was. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, continue. Scotty. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Um, but uh, their biggest uh, strong suit is their defense. And then in the first round, uh, instead of addressing anything else, uh, like they obviously need offensive line help, which they did in the second round and they got Sam Cosme like. Yeah, great pick in the second round with availability of getting him. They took Jamin Davis, 
Like, your defense is already a stud as it is anyway with that defensive line. Your front six is one of the, like, if not the best front six in the NFL. And then you go super defensive, on, on like, in the draft. And you give William, like, William Jackson is still a viable option at cornerback. Is he a stud? No, he's not a stud. Um, but he is a guy that you can throw in there and, like, rely on not, like, to possibly right. not get super burnt on a play. Um but their biggest strong suit is their defense, and they were able to stop everybody. Like, nobody ran the ball on Washington last year. Like, nobody did. Um, and then for them to continue to add to that and then bring in Fitzmagic um, into that, hate to see Alex Smith leave. Uh, I, I think it's great that he decided to just call it quits. I don't want to see that dude die uh, on the NFL field. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I don't think that any of the other teams, I think that with, uh, Dak Prescott coming back, I don't think that he's able to bring that team fully together. And I don't even know if he's going to be ready to go. Like that was a, I mean, we literally saw Dak Prescott's, uh, tibia, uh, on the field when he got injured. Um, yeah. welcome back, Billy. Uh, we literally, yeah, we literally saw his tibia on the field. They didn't do a whole lot to address the offensive line um for Dallas uh and then their biggest weakness is their defense and they didn't do a whole lot to like to help out the defense Micah Parsons I'm sorry but every uh, every linebacker that uh Dallas has brought in either gets hurt or gets hurt like so there's no <laughs> other option there for oh, that's guys. true <laughs> The, like uh, Vanderesh, Vanderesh is an absolute stud he gets hurt Sean Lee Sean Lee gets hurt um, well, Sean Lee retired literally Oh, yeah, Sean Lee retired. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was already hurt when they brought him in. Like, does Dallas just love hurt linebackers? Like, what? It's like, oh, that linebacker's great. Ah, but hey, hey, Jerry Jones, he's broken. Bring him in. Bring him in. Well, let's do this. Um, But uh, I think Eagles are far off from anything. Um, And then I don't think the Giants did enough in the draft. Um, They brought in Kenny Galladay. Love Kenny Galladay in that system. But again, there's no one to protect Saquon Barkley and um, uh, Daniel Jones. Like, who's going to do it? And the defense is horrible. So, Billy, go ahead. Philadelphia. <laughs> Everybody in that division is going to have another losing record because they're all pieces of shit. <laughs> I think Philadelphia comes out on top in that division because. Wow, we all have on- three different people here. That's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Go ahead, Billy. Uh, Jalen Hurts. If they run Jalen as QB1 for the entire year, I think Philly will come out on top. Uh, it'll be fun to watch with Dickerson on the line, give him out of protection needs up front from keep him from running for his life but having devonta and Jalen play together at alabama i think will give them the added depth they need and give them a bigger boost and i give them their draft grade a b i give it middle of the line and it's not great it wasn't terrible it's what i love i love them picking devonta smith in the first round but the rest of the draft was eh. Uh, yeah, I mean, just simply from the fact that it pissed off Washington so bad because Washington was apparently yeah. going for it. I mean, uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like Philly, to me, I, I like Jalen Hurts, but I feel like he, he, he's almost like a Baker type, where 
he just needs a couple of years. And I, and, and I've heard from a ton of, from like a ton of yeah. analysts that say like, you know, you go back 10 years and really more than that, like 15, 20 years. And you look at some of the quarterbacks that came through and, you know, it was year three, year four before they were actually like did really, really well. And, yeah. you know, everybody's so quick to like, we want results now, 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 now. And, you know, Baker was know. very, very uh, big. Baker was one of those, you know, guys that was lucky enough to be able to get through those first couple of years with shitty coaches and, and shitty GMs and everything else. Now and I feel like Jalen Hurts is going to kind of go through that same kind type of deal. Like you need, you need a couple, couple of years to be able to deal with, you know, the stuff that's going on. You give him a couple of years and I think he can be all right. Um, I have the Cowboys winning the division um, based really honestly solely on their offense alone. Um, and the fact that they did just enough to me on the defense to be able to improve enough to be able to win games. I felt like they were in so many shootouts last year okay. because their offense was so good. Um, you're getting a – I just read an article that said Dak will be good by the time that the season starts. Like, he, he's he's doing well in recovery and everything else. Do I think that he's going to be the Dak Prescott that we saw at the beginning of the season last year right away? No, I don't. But – and I haven't looked at their schedule, but – I feel like Dak will get back into a groove. The dude has just weapons beyond belief in, in Dallas. And mm-hmm. um, he's not going to have the, you know, Dallas any sort of pressure from like Andy Dalton or anybody like that. The second easiest strength of schedule for the this season. The only okay, easier so they, schedule than Dallas is Philly. Philly has yeah, the so, easiest schedule. Right. And, you, you know, you know, you look in the division, the only honestly, the, t- the toughest person in that division to me is Washington uh, because their defense is so good. Uh, but yeah. I feel like and I spelled Michael Parsons wrong, um, but I think that they did enough on the defense with Michael Parsons and Kelvin Joseph and um, all these other guys that they added on top of, you know, getting rid of Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton's terrible. Um, adding Blake Bell. Um, I just think that they did enough on the defense to improve well enough to be able to take the division. We all know the NFC East is terrible, but I think the Cowboys offense, they might win games 45 to 35, but they're going to win games as opposed to last year where they would lose games 48 to 45. They're going to win those type of games now, I think, in my opinion. With a healthy Dak Prescott and a little bit better defense, it'll be enough to put – do I think that they're going to do much in the playoffs? No, I don't. I think that they're still going to be maybe – they could win a game if they got against the right team that had a, you know, a lesser defense. But I still think that they're probably a, like, get into playoffs and lose type deal. Um so let's see. We got Washington, like Dallas, and what you said, Philly, Philly too. So I mean, it's the NFC East. Who knows? You know, every everybody's we so, picked everybody but the Giants. So the Giants I are probably to add in here too about the Eagles. Um, the thing that bugs me the most about the Eagles, and we talked about Jalen Hurts, and I think Jalen Hurts could be the dude. I think he'd be incredibly good. The coach, I forget what his name is, and I don't feel like learning his name because I don't feel like he deserves the respect after what the shenanigans that he pulled at the draft. Um, but, uh, when he came out to the press and he told the press that, Hey, I know he wasn't a part of the draft that drafted Jalen Hurts, but when he said, Hey, Jalen Hurts 
isn't quarterback number one. We don't like quarterback number one is up for grabs. Can either of you tell me who the backup quarterback on the Philadelphia Eagles is right now? Well, it's not Nate Sudfeld anymore. I will give you I no, I will give you a hint. He is the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Worst quarterback oh, to win a Super Bowl. Worst quarterback, Joe yeah. Flacco. Joe Flacco. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts is expected to compete with Joe Flacco for the starting quarterback job of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Give the dude the keys to the kingdom. Let him run wild with it. Like, if you do that, like, you completely demoralize, like, I mean, maybe that's a weird tactic he's using to uh, fucking get Jalen Hurts motivated. But if I was Jalen Hurts, I'd be like, dude, who are you again? Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, like, I'd be like, dude, this is my team, bro. Like, literally, I got the keys handed to me from Carson Wentz last year. Who are you again? Exactly. Like, no, I agree, man. Yeah. But, All so right, I think uh, with these last wild cards, I think what we should do is uh, we should just run through, like, each of us go through, little spiel real quick on why we think they're going to make the playoffs, all four of our wild cards okay. um, of who we think is going to make the playoffs. So oh, I'm going to go with that. Billy, you want to go first? Yeah. All right, I'll go. I got uh, Baltimore coming out of the AFC North. It's either going to be Cleveland or Baltimore, one of those two. I got Cleveland winning division. I got Baltimore taking the wild card. And then I got uh, Green Bay taking the second one. I still think even though Aaron Rodgers not coming – if he plays, they take the division. If he doesn't, wild card. But outside of that, those are my two in that division. And then I got uh, the Rams. I got that one. Because that's, that's a crapshoot of division with the Cardinals and everybody. It is. I got the Cardinals division. Uh-huh. And I've got the Rams taking second. I don't think uh, – I think, and I think Carolina might surprise some people. Interesting. Interesting. I like it. I do um, like it. I guess I'll I'll roll. Um, so for my AFC, um, my wild cards that I have, uh, I did have Baltimore winning the division. So I've got Cleveland uh, as the number two coming out of that, and I actually have three teams uh, out of the or AFC North. Uh, I do have the Cincinnati Bengals. They are my eighth. Wild uh, wow. eight spot um, in that division coming out. So there, we, we did eight spots for each uh, division, if anybody's wondering. Um, so I have them as my eight. I do think that they could possibly pull it together. Um, I disagree with both of you, actually. Was, we were talking about earlier we were going to do for a later time. Uh, I disagree with both of you on what they did with the offensive line. They brought in Riley Reef from the Vikings, um, and then they did uh, draft uh, Jackson Carmi, uh, Carmen from – uh the texas for from texas um i actually like what they did i think they get some pieces back that are healthy i like them coming out my other two uh from the afc i've got tennessee uh going in and then i have the chargers uh making the playoffs i like i like the chargers to make a run in the playoffs i love justin herbert love what he's doing um if that defense can stay healthy dear lord uh wow yeah that 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 is going to be scary um, and then for the NFC, um, I have, 
the Rams, as much as I hated their draft, absolutely disgusting draft. Uh, I do have them coming in. I don't think the Seahawks uh, can compete uh, with the defense of San Francisco and the Rams. Um, uh, and then uh, I have the Cowboys as my uh, second team coming out. Um, I think that if they turn the reins over to Justin Fields, the Bears can do enough to make it to the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers playing. If Aaron Rodgers plays, then I think the Bears are just let Justin Fields sit for the year, let Andy Dalton do his thing, whatever. I don't think Andy Dalton will be half bad in that system, um, but that's just a optimistic bear uh, over here. And then, uh, as crazy as it seems, um, my eighth wild card, I have uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, making the playoffs. Uh, again, horrible draft. But as long as Sean Payton's there, I think he finds an option for that team to win. Uh, they have a lot. Oh, man. I, dude, I, I really think that uh, Crab Leg Jameis uh, can revive uh, what's-his-face's career. Uh, the Yeah, eating them Ws, man. Uh, <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever seen on the entire internet, like, besides that. Um, but, uh, Michael Thomas, I think he could revive Michael Thomas's career. Look what he did for, um, Chris Godwin and, um, what's his face in Tampa Bay. And even when Vincent, ja Vincent Jackson was there, like, I mean, he was making them viable options. Is he going to throw a ton of picks still? Yes. Uh, but he throws the ball and he, you know, he does his thing. So, yeah, that's, those, no, those are my teams. We're, we're a little off, all three of us, which is fun. But uh, I had the – in the AFC, I had the Browns winning the North. So I have got the Ravens uh, coming out of the AFC as the number one wild card. I gave them a B-plus on the draft. Um, you guys kind of have already alluded to it. I think that uh, they did a good job at adding Rashad Bateman. Um, I just feel like they're just – with the way that the schedule is set up, I think that the Browns are just going to be just a tick above them. Um, the Ravens are going to be one of those teams that are, are, are a scary first round matchup, but we all know how they are in the playoffs and, and how Lamar is in the playoffs. Um, and then the last two AFC teams that I have, the Chargers and the Dolphins. Um, I think the AFC to me is a little bit more clear than the NFC. Um, the Chargers are that team that's, that's up and coming. They did what they needed to do to protect Justin Herbert. They have the weapons there. Um, I, I gave them an A in their drafts as well. Uh, I don't think that obviously they compete with the AFC West or in, in Kansas City, um, but they're they're up and coming, and I think that they can make the playoffs. Um, and, and then the Dolphins, I also gave them an A in their draft. Uh, they gave Tua some weapons to play with, um, and they're not going to beat Buffalo out for the division, but just like last year, I think that they're going to be that good team, except this year, instead of fishing 11-5 and missing the playoffs, that they'll actually make the playoffs this year. Um, my last team in the AFC that I think is a borderline team that could knock one of those three teams out would it be the Broncos. And and strictly not even – even with, I would say, even with Teddy Bridgewater there or Drew Locke, I think that the Broncos could be scary. They have the weapons there. It just takes the right quarterback to be able to run that offense because the defense is very good. The offense, if they were to end up, and I think I'll, I'll even pull up. I showed Alan the the uh, uh, slide earlier, but I actually put legitimately star, 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 Aaron Rodgers, question mark, star, star, star. Like, 
there's been talks, you know, a lot about, you know, Aaron Rodgers possibly going there. And, you know, if he goes there, he goes there. And I think if he, if he does, he competes in the West to even maybe even win the division. However, comma, I don't think that ends up happening. Even if he does not end up there, I think that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke do enough to be able to at least make themselves part of the conversation. Along with, I didn't add it on there, but the Oakland Raiders, you know, you know, a couple of the other teams that will actually compete. Um, going to the mm-hmm. NFC side, I have the Saints, Washington, and uh, the Seahawks. Um, the Saints, I didn't give a great draft, uh, grade two. I gave them like a C minus. Um, to me, they they that didn't do enough. Have. They still have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Um, but after going, <laughs> it's funny as I was going through all of this and I had written them down before I'd gone through all of their offseason type stuff and whatnot. And I started thinking about, I was like, mm, like, I don't really know because like, like, if you look right here, like key additions, oh, they got Nick Vanette. Well, look how much they lost. They lost Drew Brees. They lost Quan uh-huh. Alexander, Jared Cook, Nick Easton, Janoris Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Sheldon Rankins. Like, they lost a lot, and their draft didn't really do all that much for them. Um, the best they did, like, I think that Ian Book honestly could be a, like, if you give him the right person to sit behind, could be an all right quarterback, maybe like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, destined to be a backup type deal. Like, they really didn't do that much. Um, they could end up being one of those teams that miss the playoffs, but I still have a minute. Uh, Washington, such a great defense. Uh, I think that with Fitzmagic there and all the weapons that he does have, or I would say all, but the few weapons that he does have, I think Terry McLaurin has a great year. Um, I think that they do enough to be able to make a run and be able to get into the playoffs and, the Seahawks were, man, they were so tough for me because I really, once I went through all of the stuff that they've done and not done throughout the entire offseason, uh, it was very hard for me to honestly almost put them in. But I was like, you still have DK Metcalf, and you still have Tyler Lockett, and you still have Russell Wilson, yeah. maybe, you know. So it was hard for me to not put them in there. Um, yeah. And they did, I mean, look at their key departures, man. They lost so much. Like, they lost so much. Granted, they did get Alden Smith. They got Gerald Everett in here to serve. Like, golly, they lost so much. Like, you are, at this point, you are in in what I have them. Like, they're they're a borderline, in my opinion. They're a borderline wildcard team. And and, and it's kind of sad because you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but you can't do anything for him. And I feel like... You know, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I think that the Seahawks are a sneaky team um, that could get in there. I don't think I ever actually did my NFC West team, uh, the 49ers. That's why I had coming out of the NFC West. Uh, I didn't have mm. the Cardinals. That was when we were in our little break. Um, I think that Trey Lance does enough to be able to win that division, actually. Um, but that's why I have. Um, but, boys... I think this has been a good, uh, a good little episode here. So, uh, oh, yeah. last thoughts, anybody? Uh, oh, last thoughts. Um, I am going to be in Las Vegas on October 10th um, for a reggae festival with my wife for her birthday. And as I was uh, booking all this to get this all set up and everything, the NFL schedule came out. 
Chicago uh, oh. is playing the Raiders at the new stadium on October 10th on her nice. birthday. I will mortgage my house uh, to pay for tickets <laughs> to go see that game. It will be amazing. <laughs> nice. Yes. Billy, you got anything? You're muted, Billy. Yeah, you're muted. Can't hear you. No, nope, you gotta hit the mute you. button on your on the thing. You're muted, dude. We can't hear you. All right, there you go, dipshit. There we go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> the guy who doesn't know how to unmute himself. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't really don't have anything. Um, glad. To, I mean, it's pretty much just going to see what kind of injuries we see in this offseason. Kind of like uh, what's his nuts from Denver where he tore his Achilles and they cut yeah. his contract. Now he's suing the team. Was yeah, that Deshaun Hamilton? Hamilton. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be, uh, I'll be tuned out of this, the NFL, for a little bit because uh, I got the NFL playoffs, boys. Uh, Penguins start their series t- stand tomorrow against the Islanders at home. See how that goes. I know Sky Let's go. Big giant donkey dick. <laughs> so uh, we'll keep that yeah, going. We'll I'm... keep that. We'll keep that rolling. See how that how that turns out. Yeah, I'm I'm done with the NHL. Like at least at least for the next couple of years, because it's going to take the Red Wings a while to kind of catch back up, but. Uh, or the Red Wings not doing no, so hot. I'm, Interesting. No, they're terrible. No, they're they're terrible. Like they are terrible. Like right now, this this is why I'm wearing what I'm wearing because at least they're like competing for a division with like the terribleness that they have. They're still competing for a division. So, um, nah, man. Uh, kind of like you, Alan. I actually uh, opening or like when tickets went on sale, I went and bought uh, Browns Chiefs tickets because. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Browns fan, but everybody knows that I'm, I'm stationed just outside Kansas City. So uh, my wife will actually be in Iceland at the time on a on a TDY, uh, which kind of sucks. But uh, I'll be I'm taking my son, uh, who has become a huge Baker Mayfield fan, and uh, my stepdaughter and her dad. Uh, we are all their big Chiefs fans, and we are actually going to go together. So it'll be a little fun family time. Um, with me and Lorelai and Brian and Owen to be able to go watch the Chiefs and the Browns. And then I found out that my in-laws are actually um, going to be there as well. And then I bought Tiffany tickets nice. to go see the uh, Chiefs Raiders game uh, in December too. So uh, good, good times ahead for us to go out. Like, yes, I'm a big Browns fan, but I root for the Chiefs as well when, when they're not playing the Browns, just but just by marriage. So um should be a good time. Uh, really excited for the season coming up, man. I think that there's going to be at least one or two more off-season acquisitions between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and uh, uh, Goofball from Houston. Um, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. I think between between those three, one of them will go somewhere with them where besides where they are. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, boys, uh, this has been fun. Uh, we will be coming uh, back to y'all hopefully in the next week or two uh, with episode three. We'll have to kind of figure out where we're going to go from here. Yeah, we'll be uh, come together. Yeah. Uh, 
once again, we like to do NFL type stuff, but if we find something that we can do on the major on, on, on the MLB or the NHL, we got the NHL playoff coming stuff coming up. So, uh, we'll, we'll see where we're at and, uh, we'll get back to you guys. So, uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, if anybody actually watches on Facebook live, which I've been paying attention, I don't think we ever had anybody, that's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, and, uh, spread the word, uh, all washed up. Um, Hit that like button. Hit that follow. Uh, yeah. All yeah. washed hey, up, baby. Hold on. Hold on. We have a Twitter, too. Let me get you that Twitter handle real quick. It's, uh, I believe it's, hey, listen, man. I'm pretty sure it's like Twitter. It's like 21. Hold on. That's not Let's it. Let's do it up because I'm about to lose power. It's shit yeah, it's, storming down it's here. It's at all washed up 21. Um, so at all washed up 21 that's our twitter handle we do have a facebook uh page as well um give us a like watch us on when we go live and uh that's it so uh alan love you billy i love you i see you guys uh pretty soon and uh i'm out so bye all right boys Alan, Big Al, Scott, we'll see you guys later. All right, bud. Y'all keep, y'all take it easy. You too, bud. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you, bud. Later. 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 Later, bud.